Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 67 of the Rewatch Project with Hannah and Mike where we will be discussing the 17th episode of season 3 of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. namely the episode The Teen. Uh, how are you today Hannah? I'm not too bad. I'm ready to watch some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, it's uh, Monday night here in New Zealand Yes, and um, I think that's a uh, a good sort of mundane day to inject a little bit of uh, action, science fiction, Drama. fantasy uh, into, isn't it? So uh, mm. uh, tell us a little bit about the episode that we're going to be covering tonight. Hokey cokey. It first aired on the 19th of April 2016, um, which coincidentally is my friend Pip's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Pip. Um, For them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even today, Everybody is it? Everybody remember. Yes. Okay. Uh, synopsis says Agent Daisy Johnson must call upon the secret warriors for an inaugural mission that will leave no member unscathed and S.H.I.E.L.D. learns more about Hive's powers forcing them to question everyone they trust oh okay sounds exciting it is directed by Elodie Keane yep um, who is known for L.A. Law among other Ah, things old school um, and it is written by DJ Doyle. DJ, <clears throat> nice. Bring it on. Okay, and um, just a couple of quick bits of housekeeping before we get into things. Um, just a reminder that we always appreciate reviews over at Apple Podcasts. Indeed, we do. Um, so that would be uh, absolutely capital if you could do that for us. Uh, also, um, we are contactable via social media. So whether that be Instagram or Twitter, at rewatchproj, that's rewatch, P-R-O-J, you can email us or leave us voicemail at rewatchprojectpodcast at gmail.com. And if you listen to us on YouTube, then please do feel free to leave feedback in the form of comments and or like and subscribe. Um, And we have an email today. Awesome. Let's get to that email then. Hokey cokey. So this is uh, another one from Natalie. Okay, cool. Um, Hello, Natalie. um, Right, so she has put... Okay, yes, I did jump ahead to your current episode to see if you read my email. I do that when I feed back to podcasts as well. Absolutely, me too. Thank you for that, by the way. What a treat. You asked how far along I was in the podcast. I have marathoned quite a bit and am now coming up to the end of season two. Oh, wow. I live in the southern US, so I started this watch of AOS a few weeks ago when the show was added to Disney Plus here. I thought that might be the I case. wonder if you have gathered any other American listeners for the same reason. I spent a while searching for a companion podcast, but all the guys who were recapping from the start back in 2014 had to spend a lot of time worrying over whether the show was good or not, which is understandable on a first watch. Like both of you have said, the first season is so much better when you can watch it confident that the show knows what it's doing. There is so much I could ramble on about since I've consumed a great deal of your engaging reviews in a short period of time, but I'll save you from that for now. My plan is to skip your Watchmen rewatch until I've caught up to you and then go back when I need more Hannah and Mike content. <laughs> nice. Thanks again. I'm really enjoying it. Talk soon. Natalie from Arkansas. Yeah, that is interesting. that the Because, I mean, obviously Disney Plus, there's different content in different um, regions because, obviously, before Disney Plus, Disney optioned off a lot of their other stuff to Netflix and things like that. And some deals in certain territories expire at different periods but um, so I mean we have had 
um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Disney Plus for some time now. I mean, we've been yeah. using, that's what we've been watching it. That's what we watch it on. But weirdly, for a while, we only had season one on Yes, there. yeah, mm. that's right. And um, But then the rights to the other ones came back. And yeah. I think America and a bunch of other territories have got it as well. I don't think all of them have, but I think that more and more... Um, that is absolutely the case. And the other thing is as well about the whole thing about podcasts and about, um, you know, the fact that we know the show is good. Mm. <laughs> um, I think the other thing as well is that sometimes frustrating about going back and listening to podcasts on TV shows is how much speculation about what's going to be coming yeah. forward can overtake the conversation. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's great at the time. Mm. Um, but I think that one of the things that I, that I like about this podcast, about the sort of format of it, is um, that... That's all put to one side, really. Yeah, apart from a little bit of the, the stuff we talk about in the feedback section, it's I kind of view this show as being quite evergreen. Yeah. You know, like it's like a library thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that people could go in five years' time, could find this and listen to it and... Um, you know, still value it, in it. It would largely be the same experience as if they were listening to it sort of now. So uh, yeah, that's good to hear. And as far as the Watchmen thing goes, I would definitely recommend it. I mean, it's weird. It's it's a great show. It is. It's. I mean, it's very it's very different to Agents of Shield, um, but at the same time, um, you know, the, there are similarities. Obviously, they both exist in the comic book um, realm. <laughs> but the thing that's great about um, about Watchmen is. You know, it is basically a long movie. What all I would say though is familiarise yourself with the original source material first, yeah. whether that's um, reading the original comic book or watching the movie. Um, yeah. I watched the movie before we watched the TV yeah. series. I mean, I know people who have watched the series without that, and it's fine. But I think that you'd be so. I think there's stuff that you would miss if you didn't. If you hadn't watched it. Yeah. And I equally, I would also say, I think the director's cut is, like, watch the longest version of the movie. If you're going down the movie route, yeah. watch the longest version. I mean, I'm almost surprised that the, because there's, there's three versions, there's, there's the theatrical version, which is like two hours 20. Yeah. There's the director's cut, which is actually Zack Snyder's favourite version, which is about three hours. And then there's the ultimate cut, which is like, I think it's like four hours and something. I'm surprised actually at this point, particularly with the show being We out, watched the ultimate cut, didn't yeah. we? I, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a kind of uh, Hateful Eight-esque... Um, yeah. Because, I mean, the... the Chapterisation. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could release a sort of three or four episode version of it um yeah. i mean hell you could even break it up the way the comic books were broken up uh, and yeah. you know really get in there but uh but no, i'll be I, i'll be curious to see what you think i sort of i i there's a lot of value in watching that first especially if it's a world that you are not familiar with as as was the case for me yeah um i d i didn't have any background for any of the characters so i think to have gone in to watch the tv show without that knowledge behind me um i don't i don't know if i would have enjoyed it as much yeah brilliant was he good yeah. cool we can start another one if you want or you can go and have a little lie down but, but close the door after you i'll mummy and daddy are just doing a podcast i'll come and check on you in a bit okay okay, okay yes so thank you very much for natalie and um please do yes. stay in touch keep the emails coming 
Um, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, and um, just a reminder that anybody else who wants to reach out in a similar way can do so at rewatchprojectpodcast at gmail.com. But anyway, for now... I what... get very excited when the emails come through. Absolutely. Uh, so for now, what we will do is we will hit pause on the recording and we will watch this episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then we will come back and have a discussion about it. Bye-bye. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Put, putting four and five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got like, all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we've just finished watching episode 17 of season 3 of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., namely the episode The Teen. Hannah, what did you think of this episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? This episode? Mm. Of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> what did you think? Marvel! Oh, right, Agents okay. of S.H.I.E.L.D. That, okay, we, we, we've... we've <laughs> Driven that into the ground now, Hannah. I think we can move on. Um, I really liked this episode. I thought it had a really great um, usual suspects, the thing kind of vibe mm. to it. Um, you know, who's infected? Yeah. Everybody's being a bit suspicious. Um, a nice sort of locked down episode. Um, and I suppose probably one of the kind of uh, like money saver episodes because it all kind of happens I hadn't even thought of it like that actually which is uh... but like um, I, and I don't mean that in a bad way because it it didn't it was great I really enjoyed it I enjoyed it more than the last episode mm-hmm. I think so I've got a hair <laughs> yeah just please take care of that it's very <laughs> it's are you sure you're not imagining it <laughs> Sorry, there was a hair on my tongue. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it lived up to its um, rating on IMDb. I'd give it eight and a half out of ten, nine out of ten. Easy, easy peasy. What about you? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely, that whole kind of you know the thing is the one that springs to mind. Yeah. Um, but I think also it just served as a nice. Because um, this is episode seventeen, mm-hmm. and there's what so there's what five more I think maybe something like that, and uh, should be. Let me just have a quick squiz. Okay. But uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yes. So uh, the, it felt like a nice kind of escalation. Yeah. And also, I noticed when I just did the a cursory glance of IMDb. This was the final thing that Powers Booth ever shot before he died, because he died oh, really? quite soon after. Um, well, he died. He died like Daisy killed him. And I think it's funny that um, 
he's like, I, I, he said, I've got a note, like he says something in the episode, like I never thought my final stand would be with S.H.I.E.L.D. or something like that. And it's mm. funny because, you know, he did, uh, yeah, he died like really soon after they, they did, made this. What it, was, uh, it, was he ill? I'm not or? sure because, I mean, he seems fairly healthy in this. Yeah. You, you, you sort of never can tell. You know, um, I'm sure the cave didn't scowl, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, no. But, I mean, I think that the... Um, you know, I don't know whether he had he was written out early because of failing health, but it feels it felt to me like his exit from the show was fairly organic because, um, you know, it, once you've got to the point where you've got like a godly character and you're getting towards the end of a season, the characters kind of outlived their use in the narrative. Oh, absolutely, um, and he was absolutely at the end of his run because he had his big episode last week where you got his kind of character arc as well and. He's not the big bad anymore because there's someone bigger and better. Mm. So he becomes less of that overall threat that you've seen him as up until now. Um, You know, he was mad, bad and dangerous to know before now. And now he just looks old and um, under the thumb. Yeah, well, and also as far as the show goes... He was kind of like the, the, the villain caretaker for a while almost mm. because uh, I know that there was all the behind the scenes stuff going on as well, but Hive is such a weird kind of abstract villain that you needed somebody to be the kind of face of the bad guys who yeah. you can actually have delivering exposition and he's related to previous storylines. And I mean, because Malik was first introduced as a character in. Um, Avengers in the film. Yeah. You know, so he's been, um, you know, a, a character in the MCU for quite a long period of time, you know. But um, but anyway, should we get into the um, the yeah, play-by-play? Yeah, I just play? wanted to say as well, you know, big props to Brett Dalton because you think where that guy started... Well, he's dealt with everything that they're thrown at him as an actor. I mean, yeah. they're and I mean, he's got range. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, fuck... He, I don't know, like, how long he thought he was going to be on the show, but he's, like, come back from the frickin' dead how many times Yeah, now? yeah, 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 he's really hung on, isn't he? Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, if he'd have just stayed in the show, if the, if Ward had never gone evil and he'd just been another member of the team, you know, kind of like the male May, that would have been fine. Mm. You know, he'd have been okay in the role. But I think it's, it's probably... But it would have been... It, it, it would have been a shame because it, there's only so far you can go with that character. Yeah, I mean, his whole shtick was that he was the guy with the stick up his ass, a yeah. little bit, you know. Yeah. And um, but so, but anyway, yes. So, so hang on, let me just uh, where the hell did I put my phone? Oh dear, he's having a senior moment. <laughs> Whatever. Come on, Granddad. Get together. This is a really bad time for me not to be able to figure out how to work my phone, isn't it? I like it. I'll put it on see where I do not disturb. Um, okay, uh, which I know how to do. I might point out because your wife showed you <laughs> several times. Um, okay, so, so we much younger wife. So we <laughs> so we you just after my money. Um, so we open up with um, a kind of like a, a getting the band back together sequence because uh, you know we've seen throughout this season that um, you know almost kind of as it's almost like a slightly humoured 
pet project of Daisy's has been this kind of, you know, the secret secret warriors. Yeah. Uh, that she's been a band of inhumans that she's been sort of grooming and yeah. putting together. And uh, so, you know, you've got super Lincoln. Troopers. The super troopers. Um, you've got Lincoln. You've got uh, Joey. You've got, not the best superhero name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, You've got Yo-Yo. Bella, superhero name, <laughs> and um, and basically because uh, you know as we as we left things in the last episode, um, the sort of the agents of Shield proper um, have had their their planes snatched up yep. um, by Hydra. May's been uh, severely incapacitated. Wounded. Yeah. Fitz and Simmons are getting it on. Yeah, well, not yet. They're not. Well, not yet, but you know, they're heading that way. Yeah. So, uh, so we see um, that they basically they go. They have to parachute out, uh, and we're cutting between this and uh, the sort of siege on the plane um, of. Um, so, so the plane's been snatched and he's now in the sort of villain's base, in the sort of the belly of the beast, as it were. Um, but they're still not actually being captured. They're still sort of like, you know, um, as I say, sieging their way through it. Um, so they stay, we see uh, Yo-Yo and Joey and the rest of the guys sort of um, sneaking around the base. And kind of awesome to see them at full capacity. Like, they're going in brave confident using their powers using the powers there's lots of um is badinage the right word like they're quipping with each other mm. quite a lot um yeah they're they're in a really good place yeah. they're confident they're really they're ready to secure the mission yeah and we've got lincoln doing his electro fight stuff and he stumbles across malik as well, so they're like, oh, that's a bit of a coup. I'd have to say, one of the guys that Lincoln fights really deals with being electrocuted several times quite well. Like, he really has to fucking pummel the shit out of him to get him to go He down. must have been wearing, like, rubber soles or something, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so we see, um, it's, it's fun as well, that when they're sort of trapped in the room, they get fits to do, like, a bit of Home Alone stuff to kind of keep the baddies at bay, mm-hmm. you know. And um, we see Lincoln get frozen by um, um, Ice Cold, I big believe. Old, it's <laughs> big old Eye God. Yeah, 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 he's really kicking some eyes <laughs> on this episode, isn't it? Um, oh, God. So, um, that's, uh, that's quite the, the phrase. Yeah, yeah. So jo- Joey stabs him. Um, puts him on ice, <laughs> if you will. Did you, did you feel like... I the whole episode I was waiting for him to kind of I don't know fucking wake up and stab someone back. Oh yeah, because they the, the, well, I mean that's actually a plot point though, isn't it? Because um, they say that he's not completely dead when yeah. where in fact what's actually happening is that it's the it's the mind control it's the residual mind control that yeah. they that they, they they sort of talk about. And, uh, and it reminded me a lot, although I'm jumping ahead a little bit, of the paranoid scenes of this really great video game that came out for the PlayStation 2. It was an adaptation of John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm. And it was a typical one of those games where you're sneaking around and you've got your flamethrower and it's in the dark and you've got your torch and things jump out. But you could play it online and there was actually a, a paranoia meter for oh, each really? of the characters. So if you started acting suspiciously, it would actually make the paranoia of your the other characters go up mm. and the and you'd start responding differently to each other and it was a really fun game to play with your friends because you'd all kind of turn on each other a little bit. Wow. And there was a couple of points in this in this episode where I was thinking I was just getting like flashbacks of playing that game. And um, so um so we see Yo-Yo and uh, Daisy uh, free 
the the main team. Yeah. Um, and they flee with Malik, who they have now got, who they have sort of spirited away. Yeah. Um, and I, this is a point where I sort of turned around to Hannah and said that they were just like, there's no fucking HR uh, shield because you know one of the, their their oh, guys has Joe killed has somebody. Just got PTSD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Killing someone. I mean, he does. He comes out eventually, but you'd have thought there'd be some kind of debrief. But like, so did, did you know you were right? Okay. Did, you have to, did you have to kill anyone? You know, um, and um, we we see um, Colson question Malik, and Malik, and this is this is what Paris Booth's great at is uh, and, and why I don't know if he's been in a Tarantino film, but he should have been if he wasn't. That's the sort of thing that Powers Booth does really well. That kind of almost Jack Palancey kind of like uh, sort of uh, monologuing. Every time I hear Jack Palance, I just think of City Slickers. Oh, <laughs> you know, that, that's he did win an Oscar for that. Though. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's valid. And um, and basically, what he, what the reason for this storyline is, he's talking about how he thought he could tame a god, and he couldn't. Mm. And that basically, um, Hive cares and looking he's for so, us. He's so poor me about it, like. You know, oh, I thought this wonderful thing was going to happen, and I was going to be ruling over all well, of you. Well, I mean, he was—he was indoctrinated into it as a child. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's like he's expecting um, Coulson to really feel sorry. Well, for it's that him. whole kind of—it's like, like fucking hell, man. If this had gone the way you were expecting, that all yeah. be dead. Let me wipe away my tears with my plastic hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Let me get my tiny violin yeah. out for you. And he says that he, he's a um, he's a god, just not ours. Ours being Hydra. Yeah. And um, and the funny thing is that Whitehall was right because mm. Whitehall basically rubbished it all along and was like, this is bollocks. This guy, this, there's no allegiance to you. No. You know, and... Um, it was never going to be, like, I mean, yeah. We it can't was, argue fundamentalists, though, can you? That's no. the thing. Is it's, it's, it's like the Kool-Aid, you know. But so, so Matt tells Yo-Yo, um, gives Yo-Yo a bit of a tour and tells her about, like, the SSR and S.H.I.E.L.D. And we're seeing... Um, you know, the bonding between them sort of increasing until the horrible mistrust sort of takes over, of course. And um, the- and, and you see that through the fact that they've obviously been thinking of each other and they've both learned each other's a little languages, bit of each other's languages so yeah. they can converse a bit more. Yeah. yeah. Next time uh, in fairness, Yo-Yo uh, has done a much better job, which is very helpful to the TV show, which is in it as well, you know, the English language. Muy bien. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, muy bien. I don't know. <laughs> My Spanish is... is uh, Just move on from that, shall we? It's uh, uh, excellent. It is mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's shizer. <laughs> um, so um, they, there's talk of Alvius uh, being Latin for Hive, and this is where um, Malik reveals to Coulson that uh, Alvius is capable of mind control, mm. uh, and this introduces the paranoia. The to, AKA... Uh, Hive. Yes, exactly. And um, Coulson tells Mac basically we need to lock down the base, and he tells him and Fitzsimmons lock it down quietly. Um, what's going on? And basically li- lies to Daisy because he's like, well, she was there, you know, we've got to mm. be careful. Um, and I-, I think it's funny, a great bit of Jack Palancy kind of delivery where where Powers Booth, he's like, uh, I believed I could tame a guard, instead I freed the devil. You know, it's that kind of like you can yeah. imagine that when 
they were writing the script. They were hearing Powers Booth's voice in their head. I'm like, oh yeah, this will work. This will work for him. And, um, and they'd write that line and go, uh, yes, exactly. Beautiful. Indeed. And um, Coulson says to uh, Malik that basically they need revenge. Uh, like he had an award. And this is a really key piece of dialogue um, for Coulson. Because we kind of talked about this as a subtextual thing, as well as a thematic thing. But Coulson actually kind of makes it text when he says that revenge like him killing ward he said that's the sin that gave the devil his new life yeah that was the moment that this devil came into being it's a really interesting thought to um kind of follow you know the fact that if he hadn't have let revenge get the better of him yeah then um they wouldn't be in this position but also if he hadn't let revenge get the better of him, Fitz would probably still be in the parallel world. Yeah. Fucking dying his yeah, ass yeah. off. Yeah, it just it is you know, what it is, you know. Yeah. You can second guess yourself all you want. Of course. Um, and this is a line from Powers Booth that I said that I think was interesting, was known as this this was his final act. He said, I never saw my last rodeo being with Shield and it's like it, and it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. May tells Mac um basically that look, they're on to you. Your your bullshitting isn't working, you mm. know, that the um the inhumans, the secret warriors, um, have a sense that there's some there's shit going down, you know. Yeah. Um the we see them give old Glasses Man the um, his postmortem. Eyes cold. Eyes cold. Sorry. Yeah. Um, they they give him the postmortem, and um, they prove that the mind control thing is real. That this isn't just as some people understandably thought brain. was that um, that maybe Malik was just trying to sow discontent as a tactical yeah. thing. Yeah. Handy, um, really, that they could open the brain up of someone to confirm that. I think it's funny as well when they say to Mac, you know, has anybody doing been doing anything suspicious? And he said, everybody looks suspicious if you watch them long enough. Yeah. And it is funny how... And it's very true. Yeah, and this is why social... One of the reasons why social media is so difficult, um, dangerous is... I remember there being some sociology experiment I read about years ago. Um, and I didn't read about it on social media just before I get accused of, uh, you know, falling <laughs> for my trick. Was that, that they, there was, they had these control groups and they had um, they had two different control groups and they showed them a picture of the same person mm-hmm. and they told one group that the person that the person in the photograph oh, was a bit yeah, of a paedophile and they told the other group um, that, that they were somebody who sacrificed their life saving a baby from a fire Yeah, and in both instances they were like oh yeah he looks like a paedophile you can tell yeah. and in the other group they were like oh he, yeah he, the, you can see he's a hero yeah yeah you know and it is an interesting thing what the mind does, you know. When um, that was Darren Brown, I'm pretty sure. Oh, was he? Okay. Um, he did a thing with um, a group believing that a person was dead um, from a picture, as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he got that person to walk in the room and absolutely scared. The fucking pants off yeah. everybody that was in yeah. there. Yeah, it's funny what the mind will do to sort of rationalise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be like to fire patterns. And um, we see them going to what Malik is on the floor and the room explodes. Uh, we, we get the other side of that a little bit later on. And, and things start to get tense with the Inhumans. Um, and um, it basically it all kicks off. It all goes a bit the thing, um, as we both mentioned. It sure does. Uh, and it's funny. It's like how everyone turns on each other eventually because you've got this group of... 
people who identify as being similar. They're like, we're all in humans. We all have to look after each other. Um, we, you know, we're all subjugated. But then they all start pointing the finger at each other. And what it reminds me of, and it was too early um, in modern history for this to be the case, but it's, it reminds me of when you see, and I hate to use this term, but like hyper-aggressively, like super-aggressive hyper-woke people. Um, Do when, your research. When, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not, not talk, those people. No, no, no. Okay. I'm talking about like woke people. As a, you're talking about conservatives more with the oh, right, research. Okay. But like super woke people who were very kind of into cancel them because they did this. How they'll come for you eventually. And mm. it, and, it, and the, prob- the danger is if you're going to be a super judgmental person, you have to live by those standards beyond reproach. Mm. Otherwise people will come for you as well mm. that's the danger you know when you get people who are kind of slightly witch hunty about things mm. you could end up being the witch mm. you know and there's, oh, a, and, and there's a little bit of that going on that's, here as well that's the thing like um nobody is perfect so if you're holding people up to these crazy ideals you know <laughs> it's it's just a matter of time before you were taken out or before only a matter of time before the goalposts move and things that you thought were okay in 10 years time aren't Mm. and then it's your fucking turn Mm. you know and so it's there's a lot to be said for just like um god letting people educate themselves and learn and grow and also just being being honest stay in your lane be as good a person as you can be honest about your failings yeah but also like um work on yourself like don't be so concerned with what everybody else is doing you just yeah yeah just work on yourself yeah absolutely it's uh, your morals shouldn't be a performance art no and um so they basically they leave um uh, it cracks me up as well because there's a funny little bit of staging in this episode and i understand it because like you say they have to use all the all of the standing sets mm. and they lock themselves in this room and you can see the people banging on the door and they have this long conversation where they're all blaming each other and, and basically there's windows so they could have smashed them at any point yeah. but it cracks me up that they have this conversation and then at some point you see somebody start to move the door handles try and get in and they're like they're trying to get through we've got to go it's like they're, they're trying the door handle <laughs> they're not fucking around now <laughs> after like five minutes and I can imagine the people on the other side going Oh, we've got to get in. Yeah, fucking red like, like, door like, handle. Like, Mac, tell them yeah. to tell serious. <laughs> yeah, it's like Mac. If you if you try the door handle, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. This is the other side of the conversation. Oh, God. Daisy leaves leads them through what she's explaining is like an underground sort of a subterranean escape passage. And um, sorry to inter- interrupt you. I I'd just like to say this is. One of the things that I noticed, this is the first time, obviously, that I've rewatched this particular episode. Uh-huh. Um, I knew that Daisy was the person who had been infected. Sorry, I, I couldn't remember. I knew that it was her that had been infected. So I spent the episode trying to see if there were any kind of tells along the way. And I'd have to say, there really, there aren't, because she is behaving how you would expect her to behave the whole time. Yeah, to the point where I, uh, and just, just to prove this point, conversely, I didn't remember her. I got it in my head that it was Joey. And um, I thought it was nice when, because during that scene where she's helping them and she, and she pulls them away, 
I was thinking that's actually really out of character for her. She would have the sense to say, look, it, this isn't a mistrusting, this is an illness. Mm. Um, so she treated it like any other quarantine. So when she actually led them back to S.H.I.E.L.D., I was like, oh, good on you, Daisy, because that's yeah, what yeah. you would do in that yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, she was she was absolutely behaving to type. Yeah. But she could still do that and get what she needed as exactly. well. Exactly, the... yeah. And her whole motive was to frame somebody else so she could get out. Yeah. 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 And that, and that was quite well played. And yeah. they didn't have the moustache twirling. I just, yeah, I really liked the fact that there wasn't moustache twirling. Like, um, like it, it was a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so we see that basically she shines the light on Lincoln um, and basically suggests that he's actually being in cahoots for even longer. Uh, and they incapacitate him. And what we see, basically, is what Coulson says is that Hive's ultimate goal was, in this whole excursion, was to destroy trust. Yeah. And that's what's, what's happened here. This is where Coulson basically says that Daisy has to disband the team of in, uh, because the, of her secret warriors because Inhumans encountering Hive is just too dangerous. Yeah. Um, and uh, we get Fitz, uh, Fitzsimmons have a kiss in a really nice scene where they're kind of like, fuck it, the world's burning, but at least may, we may as well be happy is and the I general like consensus. That, I like that um, they kind of say, you know, we've wasted too much time. Mm. Let's just not waste any more time. I also like the fact that the scene is played light because it would be so tempting because there's been such build-up mm. for it to be this really intense romantic thing but they kind of play it off almost as a comedy scene, and I think that was yeah. the right thing to do because it reminds you that they have known each other for a really long time, you know? But I think also that's kind of testament to anybody at that kind of age of their life. I mean, when you and I met each other, it was very like, let's not waste any fucking time, let's just get on with it because, yeah. you know... There's a certain pra- pragmatism, We knew what almost. we had, and it was kind of like, you know, fuck, let's just do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and um, the and basically they're like, look, let we won't be separated again. Um, so Daisy says to Lincoln um, that um, she can get him out. She goes to visit him in his cell, and straight away, you see, I thought when we were all rewatching this, I still thought it was Joey, and I thought this was her testing him. Right. That she, that that he was like, no, we can't go, and she was going to be like, right, okay, so I know it's not you. That's right, we can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Good boy. Yeah, buy gum. <laughs> and um, the um, and then he's like, Daisy, what did you do? Uh, and then basically we get the flashback of her. Of, um, we see her go to Malik and she kills him like he died in the vision. And um, actually one, one good thing there was um, in the, at the start of the episode where she says, I told you I'd come to you or whatever it was. And she kind of sort of slightly chuckles and swings away into the plane and checks that Joey's okay and whatever. Yeah. Like, it's sort of, I suppose this is probably as moustache twirling as it gets. She kind of looks slightly euphoric and yeah. you think it's because she's pleased that the team have been successful. Yeah, and, and she's been kind on kicking yeah, ass. Yeah, they've so. done that thing, yeah. but actually it's because of Hive's effect on her. Well, and when you see the scene in context, but again, that's a little bit like, this is a picture of a paedophile. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. kind of yeah, like uh, moments sure. where 
Um, it's what you bring to what you're looking at yeah. and the person yeah. that you're looking at in the scene. So um, she starts quaking the bass. This is the big climax of oh, the yes. episode yeah. where she starts like shaking the ground and it all starts. So this is the escalation, I mean. This is like, wow, okay, this is a bit like, you know, Willow going full evil witch full kind leg, of. Leg and, uh, pupils. Yeah, full scarlet witch kind, yeah. of, uh, kind of deal. And, yeah. uh, and that's the thing that cracks me up as well is that they used to, in that storyline in Buffy, they jokingly refer to her as Scarlet Witch. And of course, it was Joss Whedon in Age of Ultron who introduces Scarlet Witch, mm. the Elizabeth Olsen character, into the MCU. So there's always this kind of like, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, and then we we get the bumper scene of Crow, Crow um, the Crow, the Mark DeClassic's character in the war, talking about Malik. And I think this is where you wrote your note, isn't it? Yes. Um, so Hive refers to Daisy as Sky. And I thought it was kind of a nice continuity because Ward he Ward like obviously Hive has Ward's memories and Ward never knew her Her as as Daisy Daisy. so he has always referred to her as Sky yeah that's a point I didn't didn't even catch that because I I jumped between Sky and Daisy myself a little bit I just I just thought it was such a lovely like small touch you can almost imagine the writers room that they were like right okay so he's like okay and Daisy and one of the writers would be like no no he would probably still think of her as Sky like you can almost see how that would come about I I mean I never noticed that first time around but I just thought it was such a lovely little detail they're thinking when they write you know it's just it's nice to know that they care enough to think about those things yeah Um, yeah and And when people don't it drives me mad as a geek, like the one mm. to this day, and it's one of my favourite moments in a film that's totally ruined, is Data in that kick-ass moment at the end of Star Trek First Contact when he turns on the Borg. He says resistance is futile. Data, data would, doesn't use contractions. Data would say futile. Because mm. he says, I mean, that would be like him saying data, not mm. data. Mm. And it's just like, no. And, it, and, and it's such a kick-ass trailer moment yeah. that you're just like... Uh, I bet I bet you there's a fan idea out there somewhere where they've kind of maybe taken a line of dialogue. And very of... strange that um, what's his face who plays Data? Oh, no, I, I think that? it was deliberate. I, I, the, 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 there was Rick a lot Spiner. of interference. I, I think that because they knew that that was going to be a trailer moment, that they wanted it for the American audience because Americans do say futile. The only reason it was resistance is futile is that it was Patrick Stewart who's English. Mm. Um, but and I think that it's a bit of a philosopher's stone, sorcerer's stone. Oh, okay. Um, license revoked, license to kill. It's one of those kind of like, well, we know this. This is going to be all over the marketing of the film. We're going to have lots of, you know, people in Middle America going, "What? What does futile mean?" Now, my my problem with that is they probably don't what don't know what futile means either. <laughs> you know, so I mean, but I think it was one of those. But that, that but that's. This is the opposite. This is when this is they like say, you know, Encino Man versus California Man. Man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Adventures in Babysitting versus Night on the Town or whatever oh, it's yeah. called. Yeah, I'll always think of it as Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 so odd when you get those yeah. kind of those, those different titles. Um, so Crow and Ward talk about Malik as Ward <laughs> fingers the stone, as I've got it, uh, in my, <laughs> as I rather innocently wrote in my notes. Um, I have and, to tell you a funny story about my osteopath. Um, 
Don't worry, he didn't think of me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, he, he did, but just not... <laughs> just, not sexually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, so, um, and the Mark Dukaskis character and, um, and Ward talk about basically the incredible amount of money um, that, that Malik's got and about how, you know, they could use that to their yeah. advantage as well. Um, so, Hannah... Um, Quick, um, you look up the details of the next episode, and I'll do a quick little bit of housekeeping. Um, just a reminder: emails, we appreciate them. The uh, sorry, rewatchprojectpodcast at gmail.com and social media is Instagram and Twitter at rewatchproj. And please, I forgot to say at the top of the show, um, but do check out the other podcasts in our sort of fraternity of podcasts. That's um, his film, her movie. Film Bastards, Cheerstroker versus Punter, The Iron Sequel, and Entertainment Landfill. And if you listen to us on YouTube, then please do feel free to comment and uh, subscribe. Uh, so, um, Hannah, before you actually, before you tell us about next uh, episode that we're covering, any final thoughts you want to share on this one? Any anything you didn't get to say that you would like to? Have, no, uh, I I just think uh, this episode is probably more fun than I was expecting it to be. Um, so rewatchable, um, interesting, well paced, great performances by all the cast, um, and yeah, a lot of fun. And it's nice as well that although I mean you could be cynical and say, oh, you know, Powers Booth, his final ever screen appearance was on like an episodic, you know, TV show playing a villain. But, you know, he got to do a little bit of soliloquising. Mm. You know, he got to do a bit of cool shit. So I think there's worse ways to go out. And, um, you know, I think that this episode raises the stakes nicely because it felt, I mean, it feels like a penultimate episode. It feels like it's the leading into the mm. big hoop nanny. But there's still five episodes to go. So that show goes to show you how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just has a lot in the tank. And there's probably what I'm expecting, and I don't remember very much, but I'm expecting story threads that I'd forgotten about to re-emerge. Oh, yeah. Because that's that's what this show always does in its final few episodes, and I'm looking forward to seeing what there are. So next episode, huh? Uh, next episode is called The Singularity. Uh, the plot synopsis says, The S.H.I.E.L.D. team is left reeling and decimated as Hive continues to sway in humans to his side. But there is a sliver of hope as agents Fitz and Simmons follow a lead that may be able to stop the maniacal inhuman once and for all. Fucking hive. Fucking hive. Fuck you, hive. Fuck you, hive. Um, okay, so that's us for this week, guys, and we will be back soon. Uh, we look forward to you joining us next time. Bye-bye. See you later.